Welcome to Starting Small, a book discussion and call to action. We focus on books that help us learn just a little bit about people unlike us. In a time and place where it's easy to surround ourselves with people who are just like us, we are turning our focus outward to learn about others so that we can begin to understand each other in an effort to start small to make the world a better place. and welcome to Starting Small. This episode will be tackling a commonly banned or challenged book and actually a commonly challenged author um, in many schools and communities across the country. We are discussing Speak by Lori Halls Anderson. You'll notice that this book isn't centered on race or racism. We've decided to broaden our scope a bit, as you may have heard in the new intro. That's right. Instead of narrowly focusing on books about race, racism, or anti-racism, we've decided to take a little wider look. We aim to read books from really anyone who is marginalized in some way to help them share their story with our audience in hopes that we can help them to grow their audience and make a better impact. Exactly. Not just to focus on a single issue or Mm -hmm. single topic, but instead to look outside of ourselves, outside of our Mm -hmm. own circles, even outside of our own community, to recognize how diverse and amazing this world is. We'll continue to include books that often face bans or challenges because there is a pretty strong correlation across the country between books on the commonly challenged list and books written by or about marginalized people. In the end, we hope to make this podcast a bit broader and more inclusive overall. And we hope you'll stick around to be on this journey with us. But before we get started, what's new, Daphne? Oh my gosh, we are wrapping up a school year! which for me is super exciting. Um, I tell everyone that as like a parent and a teacher, especially now I've got big kids like, and you know this too. Mm -hmm. Um, May is the new December. Yep. It is chock full of stuff. I looked at our calendar. We don't have a single weekend where someone isn't doing something. We uh, like are running to track meets and training sessions and orchestra thing, like literally every day. It's nuts. It is crazy. It is. And and I feel like the older they get, I used to always feel like the older they get, the more we'll have like our time back. But the older we get is more, more, more. And so we, um, (laughs) yep, same thing. So we are gearing up for the end of the school year too, which is insane because then there's just one school year left before graduation. Um, Uh, But but your kiddos in the sweet spot, juniors are literally the best people. Yeah. Well, I love He's almost not a junior anymore. I know. First semester seniors are also. Okay, well, hope super awesome. That. Second semester seniors, they are done. Okay, that's a so whole just different. prepare yourself okay. for January next year. The senior, be fun. <laughs> the senior slide is that yes, it does. Called? They just sort of like I'm I'm in college, yeah. but I'm not. But I'm done here. Yeah, yeah. But you're in the good stuff still. Yes, yeah. So yeah. we are wrapping up. Um, he actually has his first AP. Oh exam yeah, next week. I'm leaving this this coming week too for um a trip to new york city for a few days and i feel a little bit bad because i'm gonna miss like i won't be here for the i don't need to be here for the ap exam right. but, but you know just to like make sure everything goes yeah. smoothly and then um the last band concert too oh, so sure. i'm a little bit bummed to miss those but i'm looking forward to 
going back to New York. I love wow. it there. And That's exciting. I was just telling someone if I had to do it all over again, I would have moved there. I just love Never it again. so much. Looking but back. Yeah. We are actually going for my mom's 70th birthday and we're going to go see Hamilton Shut for her birthday. Up. So I'm very excited about that. Okay. And um, we have some family out there that we're going to see. So it will be a really nice little Fun. getaway. Um, and then, yeah, then I'll get back and it'll be just like boom, 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 boom. So I'm trying to like cram in what I can at home and I'm like taking advantage of like the time when Will is at track practice and stuff like that. And I'm just at home. So I'm reading, actually reading a whole bunch right now too. Nice. I don't have, well, that's the best part. Your kid can drive himself to things. Yes. Yes. That was like kind of life changing. (laughs) I, you know, and it's funny because I have fought, I have fought him aging every year. I just, I hate how fast the time Uh, has gone. So every year on the first day of school, last day of school, and his birthday, I would always kind of lock myself in my office, uh, look through all my pictures, kind of cry. And now, like, and then he turned 16 and I was like, oh, no, like, how did this happen? But, and the he shares my car, too. Oh, sure, sure. So a lot of times I am just kind of stuck here. And so I'm finding, like, stuff to do, you know, yeah. like crafting projects or scrapbooking sure. or book i've been reading through a lot of books now because nice. i have this book of the month subscription oh right so right yeah how does that go oh you have quite this yeah i that like it all from your book this, this is a library one okay these two are book of the month and then and i'll share these titles here these two i yeah. got at so last weekend was independent bookstore day too which <laughs> i didn't even realize was a thing until a couple of years ago so nice. i was just go to boswell books yeah. in milwaukee and they said it's a really cool bookstore but there i did get some kind also trying to with? pick out some books to read on my trip i got um catherine centered the bodyguard which i think mm-hmm. is kind of a um romance all right. Good All right. good book. And then I got Jeanette Wall's new one, Hang the Moon, and it is an autographed one. So this is coming on my trip with me. Um, those are my Boswell bookstore books. And then okay. I just got my two newest ones for this book of the month. I'm not Abby Jimenez has become a favorite author of mine. Abby Jimenez, okay. Is that how you say Jimenez? Yeah. Okay, sorry. I no. just pronounced it. Um, so her newest one I was waiting for at the library and then I saw it was this month's pick. Ooh. I started that one today. That'll be probably be done before I leave. And then <laughs> The Half Moon by Mary Beth Keen, K-E-A-N-E, okay. was my other one. But then I'm taking on my trip, this is the library book, Jojo Moyes, Someone Else's Shoes, oh, yeah. and Hang the Moon. All right. So, and I'm sure I'll come back with more. Because when I travel, my souvenirs are finding uh, bookstores and coffee mugs. So, bookstores and coffee mugs. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. So, are you reading anything else right now? Or just the Abby Jimenez? The Abby Jimenez, I just started, but I just finished our favorite author, Colleen Oakley's newest book. Um, the almost true story of Tanner and Louise, I think is the yeah, title of okay, it. Okay. And it was really, it's a fun book and it's got, you know, it got depth to it. So there is like good character I'm development and yeah, it's, it's, and it's, it's, it's just a good book. The, the, the way that she builds the story and, you know, to the ending and everything is very fun. Very Cute. good. All of it. So I am slow as previously stated yeah. summer it, or is a fast approaching, but it's not there yet, which means I'm like up to my eyeballs in homework to grade, final exams to prep, and all of that fun stuff, and along with track meets and concerts mm-hmm. and graduation stuff. Because in our household, because we can't just be normal, like regular normal people, <laughs> I always go to our graduation. I love it. Graduation is literally my favorite time. I love talking to the my graduation seniors. at your school. yeah at yeah. my school. Love it. Love talking to my seniors. Love seeing them. Um, you know, do all their things and like be excited, um, about what they've accomplished. But, um, 
because I'm married to a school board member, he also attends the, as many of the graduations mm-hmm. here as he can. Um, so in our school district, that means up to three. So in the course of three days, the two of us may attend up to four graduations. And our, the three high schools we have here are all on the same day. No, right? one of them's on Thursday and two are on Saturday. But the two- the two main, mm-hmm. the two big schools. The are, two okay. big schools are on Saturday, and my high school graduates on Friday. See, I have to start paying attention to this because next year <laughs> that's where what I need yes. to know. So I know, but then you, you will have a nice. Uh, do you have a summer reading list put together? Oh my gosh! Um, so I'm still trying to power through our current book club book, which is Dear Edward by Anne Napolitano. Um, I'm really liking it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of. It's weirdly like fun. It should. Right. It feels like it should be depressing, but I'm not depressed I by really it. I really liked that book. I feel like a weirdo that I'm not depressed. No, by I it. feel like it has it's, it's <laughs> it has depressing content, but the story sure is does. more uplifting than depressing. Yeah, I'm enjoying like from the perspective mm-hmm. of the kid, and so I'm I'm liking that a lot. Um, I've got a court of thorn and rose thorns oh, and roses waiting for yes. me. The Sarah Moss book that everyone is talking about. Um, I've got, so that one's waiting for me. I've got a Thomas Jefferson, the revolutionary mm-hmm. book waiting for me and something else. So yes, I have like high hopes for reading, <laughs> for but, um, I'm trying to knock out as much as I can Yeah, to just, you know, yep. keep moving forward. I and love so, reading. I do too. And you know, it's a beautiful day here in yes. today. And so my plan for this afternoon is to go on, sit out on my patio and read my book for a little bit. Yeah. I know I made um, my husband hang my, like, I have like a swing thing, like yes. chair that hangs out of a tree. And I was like, it is nice enough. I'm going to need that yep. up now. So <laughs> uh, we're working on that. Um, but I did want to share that I uh, have some pretty high hopes for my kiddo this summer too. Um, so I have a current seventh grader who is um, friends with some other students his age who um, are all big readers Uh and me and their mom have decided to encourage them to read a little more diversely this summer because they do they get trapped in these like these are the only kinds of books that I read and we're trying to stretch them a little bit so I put together along with my high school's librarian um put together a list of some like commonly challenged books oh, or books nice. in libraries that like nice. kids should just read. Um, she helped me kind of wade through them and make sure that we weren't picking things that were going to be over, you know, overly over graphic right. or way over their heads. Right. Cause they're, they, they're, they're 13. Right. Right. Like I don't want to push too hard here or freak them out. Um, yeah, we pulled together like a list of like 30 books. That's so fun. And my school's librarian is going to give me or let me check out like 20 of them. Oh, because that's that. what she has. Yeah. She's like, we've got a ton of these. They can totally read these. So yeah, we're going to pull them and, and just try to push them to read something different. Cause you do, I mean, even as an adult, mm-hmm. you get trapped in this, like, yep. these are the books that I really like, but that's why we do that. I was just right? going to say, that was, the, that was one of the big premise when we were starting this a couple of years ago to really like read, to not only read out of our comfort zones, yeah. so to speak, but to learn. And I think that's, your librarian at your school is such She's a valuable amazing. resource um, and can direct you like any topic. Okay. Here, you know, yeah, so try this, try that. Do, like, will you guys read any of the books with them to discuss? Um, so think? quite a few of them I've already read. Um, 
but yeah, there's there's a handful that I'm like, I don't think I want to read this one. Yeah. So yeah, we're definitely you know open to to following along with them. I know the the other mom is also a huge reader too, mm-hmm. so I know that she'll you know go along oh, with them. Yeah. I mean, we've got some historical fiction books that are about you know events that don't usually get talked about, mm-hmm. um, written from perspectives of immigrants or. Mm-hmm. Um, African-Americans or, you know, whatever, essentially marginalized people, right? right? Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, we're hoping just to to widen mm-hmm. their understanding a little bit. I love that. 13 seems like the perfect age. Well, and it's... To push them a little bit. I used to have... My son was more of a reader when he was younger, and he just is not a reader 17 anymore. is hard. Well, and it's been, like... It got last year he started his job. So he, you know, has a, he works for the rec department. It's a desk, you know, it's a tenant job. Right. So he, I got him the Giannis biography. Oh yeah. And he did read that, but that's basketball and someone that he loves. So that's fine. But then I don't think he's ever read another book. Yeah, sense. it's hard. Honestly, so, like there's not a ton of high schoolers that I see in my classes like carrying yeah. around books. There's a couple and we always chat books, the ones mm-hmm. you know who I, I can like, oh, what is this? What are you reading? Um, but there's not a ton of them. But their time is so like divided yes. and you know, there's jobs, there's your mm-hmm. friends, there's you know, Athletics, girlfriends, boyfriends, yeah. there's sports, there's music. Yeah. Um, all of that stuff pulls their attention. So we're right. trying to like catch these guys before it gets too mm-hmm. Too far from their ability to, you know, save the time for. But, yeah, and and we're all, like, we're aware that it probably will go away. So if we can catch them for this year and maybe next year, then we'll You never know. I feel like I was always a huge reader. And then I think in my early 20s, I didn't so much. And then I really, I moved here, when I moved to the Milwaukee area and I got a library card, it was like, Right. You know, I mean, and I still live in a different town, you know, different city way up on the north side. But um, the fact that they have like, I don't know how many branches Mm -hmm. are within this library, you know, so you can you can check it out online. And now there is an app. It's just made it so easy. And so I think ever since um, for at least the last like 20 ish, 22 years, that's just been library several times a week, you know, and now I. You know, I get sucked in. Oh, for sure. It comes in seasons. It does. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. For sure. All right. Let's take a quick break and then we will dive into speak. All right. All right. Speak by Lori Halls Anderson, published in 1999, is our book this week. Uh, Here's a quick synopsis of the book if you're not familiar. The first 10 lies they tell you in high school. Number one, speak up for yourself. We want to know what you have to say. From the first moment of her freshman year at Meriwether High, Melinda knows this is a big fat lie, part of the nonsense of high school. She is friendless, outcast, because she busted an end of summer party by calling the cops. So now nobody will talk to her, let alone listen to her. As time passes, she becomes increasingly isolated and practically stops talking altogether. Only her art class offers any solace, and it is through her work on an art project that she's finally able to face what really happened at that terrible party. She was raped by an upperclassman, a guy who still attends Meriwether and is still a threat to her. Her healing process has just begun when she has another violent encounter with him. But this time, Melinda fights back, refuses to be silent, and thereby achieves a measure of vindication. In Anderson's powerful novel, An Utterly Believable Hero, 
heroine with a bitterly ironic voice delivers a blow to the hypocritical world of high school. She speaks for many a disenfranchised teenager when, while demonstrating the importance of speaking up for oneself. I have actually read quite a few books by this author and they're all very different. Yeah. Um, we were just talking about yeah. all of the, like she's got middle she's got grade a, books. Yes. She writes. So actually our local library, I want to say 2016 had her come speak as a guest. And I had read speak with a previous book club. So that was the only like exposure I had to her. Um, so I went with, I think I took Will and. Well, oh yeah. I yeah, do remember this. Another, yeah. Um, another friend of ours. Yeah, yeah. With her kids. And this author was so amazing to listen to. It was, and I think I love talking with, uh, I love storytelling and I love <laughs> hearing how, you know, they like what's behind the story. Obviously this one is a very, you know, um, difficult story. Yeah. And she did tell us that this is based on per, you know, based loosely on a personal experience that she had, um, when she was in high school, but yeah, her books are all, she writes so well. Yeah. They're so different. Yes. I, I think my first book that I read by her was fever 1793, which is just like mm -hmm. historical fiction. Mm -hmm. Um, I really enjoyed that genre. So I really enjoyed the book. Mm -hmm. Um, this is very, very different. And honestly, I loved the way right. that this book addressed high school students. Yes. Loved it. It was spot on. And, um, yeah, she just does such a good job of putting together the story and making it make sense. And, yeah. um, high school kids can relate to this. We can Absolutely. relate to this. Like this is, she's, and all of her books, you know, she's got a handful that she wrote about, you know, personal experience and stuff. And sure. it's just nice because she's telling her story and, or, she, you know, or a story, but yet mm -hmm. they're so relatable. Yeah. So relatable. Re regardless and of which one you read. You yeah. Know? The characters, especially in this book, and we'll mm -hmm. focus on this one, but the characters in this book, I felt were really well written. Yes. Um, I get really frustrated. We've talked about this yes. before, about how much I hate the way that some people will write for high school characters. Right. Like Glee, as much as I enjoyed that show, was a garbage pile for oh, how God, high schoolers right. behave. Right. Right. That is not, it was not realistic high school <laughs> behavior at all. Drove me bananas the whole time. But then I was like, oh, but cool songs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like this book, I felt like the voices of the mm -hmm. students sounded authentic, sounded realistic, yes. sounded believable. Yes. And like, I could like in my mind's eye, like imagine like, oh yeah, I could totally see you know, this student of mine saying this or talking this way or whatever. Um, I really enjoyed that. Um, but that said, um, it's a totally different perspective on those like usual right, high school right. stories, right? Like we've read other books about, you know, sexual assault yep. in, um, but the way that this one was handled, like it was not that particular situation is not even the main focus of the book, or at least like, you right. don't know that it is. You don't. It's a night that, that story, this is just so interesting. Also, it's a, it's a short, it's yeah, not a long it's book. A quick it's like read. what, 200 pages, Something maybe right around there. Um, it's a very quick read. And because it's so it's short and it's such a different way of writing about it, this situation, you cruise through this book, yeah. but you also are just, it's really, you're sucked in. I mean, this yeah. is like, you just are wondering like what happened? Oh my God. And the girls are so mean to her. Yeah. Um, okay. But I have to say the way that the teachers were written, 
Absolutely. Like I, I actually called my friend who's an art teacher and I was like, you have to read this book. And she's like, I don't really read books. I was like, I don't really care. This book will totally like make you feel like you're doing God's work Mm -hmm. here. Like this art teacher really, like he was a little bit wackadoo, which honestly love you art teachers, but you're, I do not understand how you like, I love you, but holy man, you're different than I am. But this art teacher was an odd duck who could still communicate with kids. And the art, the art is such a strong point in this book because that's what helps draw her. It's that outlet. Uh, And I think we often forget about that, that that outlet is important. So along those lines, when I think of this too, because I always get really annoyed that like, you know, I love, I love sports. I love athletics, yeah. but I feel like the arts always takes a second mm-hmm. seat to it. And it drives me crazy. Cause it's like, that is sports and athletics. That is an outlet, but not everyone mm-hmm. has needs a likes, physical outlet. Right, like or, that. or I am not a sports fan. I, yeah. I mean, I played tennis in high school and you know, but I'm not, I don't follow any, you know, whatever. Right. But art, the arts needs yeah. to be like, and I think yes, this, anything is an advertisement for some kids just need an outlet. Exactly. This, this book <laughs> is a book that, you know, you're right. Every art teacher should read this book. Mm-hmm. Every, you know, teachers so, in general. But yeah, absolutely. Because on top of, okay, the art teacher was amazing. Was it the history teacher? Right. Who was awful. Yes. And yet I yes. am sure that every person who went to high school experienced a teacher like that, mm-hmm. who just shut kids down, yep. cut them off, didn't really know how to relate mm-hmm. to a 16 or 17 year old. Like it is a, they are a different type of human being. They are. Yep. They are strange and weird, but if you know how to like navigate mm-hmm. their version of the way they see the world, you can get so much out of them. But this history teacher in this book really just ended yeah he oh, shot her down with yeah he he wanted nothing to you know yeah he, i don't know why that person was ever teaching high school but that, honestly, this was he was clearly there to just do a job and leave like yes. that and, and and that exists in every job it does included. it does but this is the, there's a bigger there's a bigger broader yeah situation here too and i think that is like thinking of putting this with our current events, teachers are like, I always feel like you're under fire for everything, you know? And I think people, you know, we always talk about like when kids are disruptive in school and are acting out or getting in fights or whatever. And, you know, yes, it starts at home, but you know what? Not everyone has Mm -hmm. a safe home Mm -hmm. or a home that they can, you know, so teachers are more than just in this book. This book is proof of that. Teachers are more than just there to, there do to job. academically get you through school. They become, they become confidence to these students. Mm-hmm. They become an outlet mm-hmm. to these students. They are like therapy for these mm-hmm. students. And, you know, and I think when you go into the field of education, you, you, that's part, that's gotta be part of it. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. Is that, was that part of your yeah, drive? Absolutely. Like this book to me really opened up that understanding that being a teacher like you're around Mm -hmm. students you know six to eight hours a day right like if they're there from yeah 7 30 to three o'clock that's seven and a half hours in a day right so it was really I guess it put into perspective Mm -hmm. um again for me but maybe for people who don't realize it like just how much 
teachers can connect with their students. Right. Like, even if I might see a kid 45 minutes every day, that's 45 yep. minutes. If you think about a kid who is showing up to school at 730, going home, not going home at three, but going to practice, then going to work, their their parents might not see them exactly. for even those 45 minutes a day. And those aren't bad parents. I'm not saying it's right. because their parents aren't involved. Right. It's because the kid is super involved. And the kid, the, and, and that's kind of how it is when you're in high school. There are activities. Mm-hmm. There are you know, clubs, whatever, mm-hmm. jobs, like we were saying, homework and all that. Friends, and, and yes. also friends and girlfriends, people to hang exactly. out with or whatever. And the parents in this book, I think, were trying so hard. Right, right. But she she is... She was not comfortable no, opening up no. to them for she, all kinds of reasons. Exactly. She was incredibly, in, you know, feeling probably shame and mm-hmm. embarrassment. and um, Which, you know, honestly, let's not even pretend... Lots of kids feel exactly that is a common about emotion. all sorts it of is, crazy it things. It is. it is, and it's and so it's very sad that you know the situation happened. Number one, mm-hmm. it's horrifying that it happened, and that she felt like she couldn't tell mm-hmm. her closest friends. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. then they turned on her, mm-hmm. and then she feels like a social mm-hmm. leper. High school is so difficult as it is you're growing you're developing you know everything changes the way that you view the world changes dramatically I was talking about how like juniors are my favorites Mm -hmm. it's not for any reason other than they start to have like a slightly bigger world view yes freshmen come in and they're just the the glorified children Mm -hmm. and you're just trying to like come on, come on. Like, mm-hmm. I need you to understand a little bit outside yourself that there's other people in the room. You can't just yeah. demand attention all the time. By the time they make that turn into junior year, they're 16, 17, yep. they start to kind of turn. It's because of brain development. Like, it I, I'm not going to pretend it like it's some magic formula. Their brains finally <laughs> adjust their brain. they can yes. see, you know, how the world actually operates. But it is phenomenal to see it written so well I agree. in this book. You know, and I also think the, the the teenagers, like, of this generation, it's very, it is very different. I mean, yeah, yeah. developmentally, it's the same. But the right. issues are very different from, like, when I was yeah. the same age as my son, let's say. And I, right. I think one thing that I find so fascinating is, like you're saying, they're kind of, they're like mini adults. They're kind of mm-hmm, starting to see mm-hmm. the bigger picture of the world. And I am blown away by how many kids are paying attention how many kids are like standing up for what is right like i i registered to vote when i turned 18 so i could vote for like a a friend who a family friend who was running for the da of our county then i never did it again until i was in my mid-20s and then i like kind of started to understand so yeah these kids are 10 years behind where i was at that point in time and and figuring it and out. Figuring and it out. And it. it's beautiful. Yeah. It's super cool. I got to say, like, um, the amount of kids who are students. I don't even want to call them kids, right? They're young right. adults who are spending their time, you know, devoting time mm-hmm. to others. Um, I, I I work with an organization that just, we were just talking about the scholarships mm-hmm. that our, our organization gave out. And I don't sit on the committee that reads them, but all three committee members that were reading them were like, oh, every single one of these, we had 12 applicants this year. Every single one of these like brings me um, joy to know yes. that there's go that there's uh, hope yeah. <laughs> for the next generation, that our kids do actually see value mm-hmm. in volunteerism and, yep. and giving to others and, you know, leading and all right. of that. It's just, it's phenomenal. And I think that it's unfortunate that so often we discredit 
teenagers as right. being like, you don't get it, you don't understand, but they probably have the best perspective because mm-hmm. they get to see how things currently are mm-hmm. and then they get to adjust and think about how would I rather have this be. Right. And like that often means like so much pushback mm-hmm. and that's why, you know, adults generally don't care for it because we right. don't like change a lot. Like, right. Right. scary. <laughs> but like they get it. They see that's how it is. I wish it wasn't like that. This is what I want to do. Right. Uh, I don't know. Teenagers are cool. Okay. But you mentioned friendships and the friendships in this yes. book were a little, um, uh, yeah, challenging. Yes. We'll call yeah. it challenging. And, and you know, also thinking again, correlating this to like current life, you know, yeah. girl, girl friendships. I think there's a lot that goes into them anyway. Um, if you do not know any teenage girls, um, some of them are awful. Yes, because they don't know who they are. They don't know who they are, and you know, and again, they're not awful people. I love them. Thinking back to to like people that I didn't necessarily like when I was growing up. Now that we are much older and adults, I actually enjoy so many of them. So, but when you're in when you're in it, it's it's challenging to begin with trying to figure out what your place is. I mean, so there was like this group of girls in this book Mm -hmm. who were you know like the the popular girls. They were in charge of you know school spirity stuff and whatever and um the way that they treated belinda was it was ridiculous it was it was so sad it was ridiculous and it just kind of broke your heart yes because they like melinda sort of Mm -hmm. felt like she was in for a little while and then then got dropped like a hot potato and i think i think in her narration it sort of gave the the vibe that she knew all along she wasn't right. really part of them but she really kind of wanted to be even though she said she didn't it was it was like enticing to her yeah and, and so then okay, that was the heartbreaking part that was the heartbreaking part but then she'd also kind of dropped her old yes. friends to join this and then you know you get to see the grass is not greener yes yeah that's a good point so it was kind of that trickle down effect you know and um when she kind of understood that though, and that's really what it takes. Like when the, when the dust settles, the yeah, clouds yeah. clear and you see it, she realized that, that mm-hmm. the friend that she dropped, that was her, mm-hmm. that was her person. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you're, and I truly believe like when you're able to, you know, talk to someone and apologize and mm-hmm. take ownership of what you've yeah. done, like, yeah. Oh, so they true. did, they did really kind of, were able to kind of find their way back, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I thought that was, I thought that was, a good part of it. It was, but it, but it was, it was like, it, it, it was like reliving those, yes. like as, as a woman mm-hmm. who went through like middle school and high school drama like this, yeah. it was painful it was. to experience that again and be like, Oh, I was sort of like that. Oh, I might've done that. Mm-hmm. Okay. But my, okay. The art teacher was my favorite character. Yeah. Love, 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 love. I think my second favorite character might have been the friend Melinda didn't know she had, David. Yes. I, yes. Oh my gosh. He was written so well, first of all. Mm-hmm. David was a student who stood up to that history teacher who yes. was difficult and not um, not super supportive of teenagers. Um, but <laughs> David was like an activist to end all activists. <laughs> yeah. And like, but kind of didn't really like, Get, get that that yeah no i don't think like, that, that was he just figured like, out that, that really was just his personality yeah, and yeah. He, i don't think he knew how yeah, much he was doing the impact that he was really having yeah yeah i would i would agree with that i he, loved that it was not written in a way that like 
oh, now Melinda has a crush on him and they're going right. to date. I was right. so, so nervous getting to this part. Like, oh my gosh, this is going to take like a cheesy teenager romance mm-hmm. turn. I was not thrilled for that. For a lot of reasons, it would not have really fit. But I was like, oh my gosh, please don't do this. Please don't make like, like him fall for her. Right. And now they kiss. And then, I, I, oh my gosh, please don't do that. Because this is a friendship that needs to stay a strong. Yeah. They have such a strong bond. But also her books, that's not, they're I not know. like that. Which yeah. is kind of a nice thing, you know. And yeah. um, so what, which also keeps it very true to like. Right. Not every level. teenager is making out with someone right. in the hallway. Or showing that. Nobody wants to see that, right. to be honest. Like nobody. Please don't. I think it just shows, too, that, like, all genders can be friends and there doesn't yes. have to be, you know, yes, he was kind of, you know, he, he stood up for her. Mm-hmm. He kind of could have been her knight in mm-hmm. shining armor. But I mean, and I'm not saying that she didn't have a crush on him. She probably did. Oh, I'm sure. But she, but the, but it didn't go but down. But it was the, more yeah. of a, like, oh, you, like, like, respect crush. Yes. Not like, this is the boy I'm going to marry. Right. It was like, oh, my gosh, someone can do this. Someone right. can stand up. Someone can... You know, someone like you has have, my back. Yeah. 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 Someone finally. And I feel like she, for a lot of this book, felt like no one had her back. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that was true. And that was part of what I really enjoyed about right. the way that the parents were written. Parents were trying so hard to have her back and support her and but do what she they could. would not communicate. And yes. So um, I think we'll talk about that um, before we take a quick break. Okay. So I'm going to jump straight into why this book was called mm-hmm. Speak. Yes. So Melinda was like not talking. She really went like nonverbal. She was, she was, she, either she was so (laughs) afraid to, to, to talk, to tell what had happened or she was so traumatized. Yeah. She went completely mute. Yeah. And it it frustrated nearly everyone. We talked about how it frustrated her parents. Um, But I mean, they met with teachers and guidance counselors and principals and everyone was like, well, you're not trying because you're not speaking up. You're not talking. You're not doing this. And, like, it was so, so, again, heartbreaking mm-hmm. to hear that put back on the student in this exactly. case. Like, I know this kid was trying. But I also know, sitting on the other side, there's no way that any of those adults would have known mm-hmm. that that's what she was right. Right. That she was trying. It probably on the outside looked like not trying. And I think a very good point to take away from that whole content content of the book mm-hmm. um, is that now, we, you know, if, if someone has gone completely quiet, like you obviously, not obviously, now right. you know, though, you have to think almost outside the box. Like, why is my child not speaking? Mm-hmm. Like, what is going sure. on? So sure, they're sullen. They appear sullen and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. despondent and whatever. But yes, you need to take a step further. And it's not that the child is not, or you know, the, right. the person is not trying at all. Like mm-hmm. they have, there clearly has been some trauma. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't know how I would, how I would. I mean, I definitely wouldn't put it back on, you know, the child for or the student for not. It's so easy it's, to because right, you don't know the what out. the. Right. What the reasoning is, you don't know, and you can only operate on what you see. And so it's, it, I really enjoyed the way that it was, mm-hmm. like, the adults were trying to yes. figure it out and really had no idea how to get through to her. Mm-hmm. And I, and the only one who did is the art teacher, is the weird art teacher. So I think this <laughs> and is, and I don't want to make fun of him for right. being weird. He was a little but, weird, but 
he was able to find kind of an alternate path. Well, right, right. A way to communicate with her. And there are there are art therapists mm-hmm. out there. And I never thought of it as like, that's what he really was right. kind of yeah, doing with no. her. You know, I always think of it as like, well, I guess it is trying to get your feelings mm-hmm, out and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But um, he probably unknowingly too took that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how much he was aware right, of, of what of was his actually impact, going on. Yeah. But I think that he knew that something was up. Right. Because, like, as you know, speaking as a teacher, like, we know when a kid is struggling in other classes or struggling in all their classes, right. and you're like, what is what is going on? Mm-hmm. And you can only ask that so many ways and, and, and get to an answer. You might not always get to an answer. But I think that this art teacher at least recognized mm-hmm. this student something clicks here. I don't know what it is, but something is clicking here and we're going to figure it out or we're going to at least let it come to fruition here in the art room. Right. It was great. All right. Um, Let's take a quick pause and then we'll come back and talk about the challenges of this book. Okay, so we talked about how we want to continue to talk about people who are marginalized. We want to talk about challenged and banned books. So let's get into this particular book, but also we'll talk about this author a little bit. Yeah. So this book is often challenged, and I think it's pretty clear why, mm-hmm. right? Like it definitely addresses mm-hmm. sexual assault. Right. Um, that said, in your opinion, you have a high school student. Yep. Do you think any of this content would be too much? We'll no. start with high schoolers. <laughs> Not at all. In fact, while we were kind of talking about this offline, um, I did I did just say I might have to, you know, just have my son read this. Yeah. Um, it's a quick read. It's a quick read. And I think, you know, it, this is happening. Yeah. This is happening yeah. everywhere. Um, people, I think by challenging it because it talks about sexual or it has the sexual assault. Mm-hmm scene in it right um i think that's just that's turning a blind eye to something that is really going on and um so i do not i would absolutely give this to my son to read i think i agree as high schoolers totally appropriate there is nothing graphic in this book um i mean i think we get a a a perspective of the incident and like glimpses and like quick little throwbacks uh, or flashbacks but there isn't like a full graphic outline of what took place and physically what that was and looked like and felt like none of that well and let's be let's you know just to this is her story this is loosely based on her this author's Mm -hmm. story as a high schooler Mm -hmm. so why are we going to you know challenge a book for someone who is Telling their truth. Yeah. I don't think that it's too much for high school. Not at all. At all. Not at all. On the other side, I have a seventh grader. I don't know that this would be a topic that would be appropriate for all middle school students. I don't. Maybe I could see some eighth graders reading it, but it's, it, it is very much about life in high school. It is. And I don't And know a lot that... of kids like to read up to that, but right. I don't know that this is that kind of story for them. I don't know if they, like, if I were to have asked my son back when he was in seventh grade, do you know what rape is? Do you know what sex is? Sure, I don't even sure. think he would have known what that was. Sure. So I agree that this is definitely a high school read. Mm-hmm. I have no issues with that, but that anyone on, on younger than high school probably is not going to yeah. 
it's, it's, they're not ready for it and they're not going to really understand right. it either. That said, if it's in a middle school library, I don't think oh, it's exactly. inappropriate for right. it to be in a middle school library. I agree. I don't, I just don't know that there is as many students mm-hmm. who'd be able to read and relate to exactly. it the way that there would be in the high school. For sure. There, there may be a handful and that would also be why let's have it there mm-hmm. because I'm going to take it back to my high school classmate mm-hmm. again, who said, you know, she, she was dealing with these issues mm-hmm. as a middle middle schooler, I think, you know, Mm -hmm. at home. And the only way for her to heal herself Mm -hmm. and understand was going to our public library and reading through all of the, Mm -hmm. like the therapy books, the self-help books that was because they couldn't afford therapy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it would be inappropriate for a middle school to read because it's not super graphic. I just don't think it would be as relatable. Exactly. So I don't think that it's a pull this from the shelves. It doesn't belong in a middle school. I just don't think as many middle schoolers would find value. Right. And I think that they will probably see it and just walk past it. Like right. Speak. And just be like, a, yeah. yeah, blow it off. Now, let's also talk about um, Anderson here has multiple books mm-hmm. that have been challenged. Um, we were looking them up. Twisted is one of hers. I don't know a lot about that one. Um, and her most recent book, Shout, um, has been actually banned by um, some school districts. That one is specifically listed as her memoir. Um and it is actually, again, like it's someone's story. I don't know mm-hmm. that it needs to be um, something that we, you know, push all kids to read. I don't think any of these books are must reads no, for but everyone. No, let's not take them away. Yeah, but I think that there are kids who could see value, see themselves in these books. And I think the group that does, that is what wants to challenge these and wants to ban this, it, the, the, the irony in it is, though, that we live in the land of the free. And that is, that is censoring someone from being able to come out and tell their story. That is, that is censoring them. That is, you know, this is her outlet. This Mm -hmm. is her way. She's writing, she's sharing her story. She wants to help other people who may have dealt with this, who may be dealing with this. Mm -hmm. And I mean, as we've learned in speak, this girl was so afraid to go to her parents. Mm -hmm. Don't you want, if your kids have something like this going on, don't you want them to understand that like they're not alone? They're not alone. And again, this, I think that, yeah. that that's the biggest part. Yes. That they, you can find yourself in this book, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And if you can't find yourself in this book, maybe you see your classmate, else, right. your or, friend. Or you, I've read this book and now I might know some signs to watch for mm-hmm. if I see someone who's kind of acting like this, mm-hmm. like, okay, there's something clearly going on here. Right. Um, you know, try to create a safe space mm-hmm. and an environment where they feel comfortable opening up. Absolutely. So I, I, I think that in reading a lot of it, a lot about the other books of Anderson's that have been challenged, a lot of it has mm-hmm. to do with just acknowledging that some of this hap- some of yes. these kinds of challenging issues happen in, in your teen mm-hmm. years and pretending that that's not happening isn't helping our current teenagers right. handle the way that the world is around them. I loved, like I said earlier, she came to speak at our public library and I think that was so fascinating to have had her come to talk to all of us. And, you know, she stayed afterwards and talked with us one-on-one, signed books. Like she's a really, really amazing person. Um, And I think it takes a lot to be able to share these traumatic events in your life the way that she does so publicly. Absolutely. Uh, I wish the library would have her come back because <laughs> I would love to, now that I've read more of her stuff since then, I'd love to talk with her again. or I'd love to hear like, you know, 
an update of where things are now. So super cool. Yeah, I think we both definitely recommend this mm-hmm. book. Highly recommend. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us for today's book chat. Come back in a couple weeks and we'll discuss another book. Um, and of course, another book tackling some societal issues head on. Reading about people different from ourselves is just one more way that we can all start small to make the world a better place. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for our book chat. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to find us on social media and recommend us to your friends. We hope you'll continue to join us in the journey to change the world by starting small.